What's up, and welcome back to the Something's Brewing Podcast. This is episode 18 of the Something Brewing Podcast. Nathan Horton. Can you see with your hat on like that? I can. I can a little bit. I just like it. <laughs> I like like it cover my eyes a little bit. I do look like a Ninja Turtle. But, um, hey, brought to you in part with BNG Productions, Black and Gold Productions, LLC. You can follow them on Twitter at BNG Productions. You can follow myself on Twitter um at underscore mike sullivan you can follow nick on twitter at nick melanson underscore it's kind of funny that both of our twitter handles are just kind of like the opposite of each other the underscore yeah, is on, at the beginning yeah. of mine and yours is just at the end underscore and then it's just mike our name. sullivan nick melanson underscore yeah um so yeah uh welcome back to the show uh we got plenty to talk about today we got the we'll recap the florida game which I'm sure many people missed anyways. It was a good one to miss. It was Thanksgiving Eve. I'm sure a lot of you guys were out with your friends at the bars or uh, or just hanging out at a friend's giving or something like that. So we'll cover that Florida game, the Carolina game, and uh, last night's Tampa Bay game really quick. We'll recap those, go through it, um, read through the stats, read through everything, and then, and then kind of just get into the free thought Bruins talk that we always get into. Um, but before we do that, Mel, how was um, your week? What have you been up to? Uh, how's your fish? You, you figured out a name yet? Beans. Yeah, beans. he's he's beans. Beans, yeah, beans, beans is doing well. <laughs> I've only forgot to feed him two or three times in the last week or so, but he's doing oh, all right. So you you're you're telling me he's fasting? Yo, gosh, <laughs> you got to be careful with that. Tampa Bay's yeah. gonna come for you. <laughs> we'll, get into, we'll get into that later. Yeah, Beans, he's doing a little bit of fasting, but he's good. He's still swimming around. He's doing backflips in his tank and whatnot, usual fish stuff. Um, in the last week, I had Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving was good, quiet Thanksgiving. It was my uh, my family with my grandma and my aunt, and we had a whole bunch of food, got a little food drunk, and then uh, watched some football. Um, this weekend, I didn't do much. Um, oh, here's – okay. I guess I'll get into the China thing now because I was going to um, we were supposed to record our podcast yesterday and I don't know if you heard that, but my dad just coughed so hard. He just shook the whole house downstairs. Oh my gosh. Um, we were supposed to record our podcast yesterday, but myself, I am, I, I got a bunch of new snowboarding stuff. Um, if you're wondering if I've ever snowboarded before, the answer is no, but I think I can do it because like spoiler alert, it doesn't look very hard. And my my brother snowboards, and if that idiot can do it, I can do I can I can do freaking backflips on the mountain if if my brother can <laughs> snowboard like that. Um. So, uh, no, joking though. I, I a lot of my friends ski, and you know, being you know skating my whole life, being a hockey player, they say that you know if, if you can skate, you can ski. And I want to why do I want to ski then? If I know how to skate, I want to do something fun. I want to do something I don't That's know how to point. do. So I decided to try snowboarding, and um. I got a bunch of snowboarding stuff. It's been coming in the mail and a lot of it came in yesterday. So I came home from work. I have my snowboard came in the mail. Thing looks freaking awesome. Uh, my bindings came in the mail and my jacket came in the mail. So the jacket was a Black Friday deal jacket. It was 60% off. It was regularly, it was like $200, but it was marked down a whole bunch. So I bought that one. I usually try jackets on before I buy them, but this one, it was very nice, and I couldn't find it in the store, so I just bought it online. Went screwed if it doesn't fit, I'll send it back. Well, turns out it didn't fit, <laughs> so I had to send it back. And I was so mad that this jacket that I've been waiting two and a half weeks to come in didn't fit. I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy a new one right now, damn it! So I was trying to buy the exact same jacket that I had. I needed it in a bigger size, and 
the website that I previously bought the jacket from did not have that size. So I was going crazy trying to find this jacket in the size that I need and nobody freaking had it. And if they did have it, it was like $80 extra because the one that I bought was on sale. And I was like, screw that. I'm not paying more money for the jacket that I bought, even though it was on sale. So uh, my mom was helping me look and we stumbled across this website called oh uh, called called mensnowboard.com. And it sounds you legit so far. Well, my mom and I, we were like, well, hang on. Like, I don't know about this website. They had like thousands of items and everything was marked down so much. They had a $450 Burton jacket for $98. Everything was under a hundred bucks. They had stuff between two, $300 marked down to 70 bucks. They had the jacket that I was looking for that, and they were selling it for like $85, which was like 50 bucks cheaper than what I paid for it. They had the snow pants I wanted. Instead of 200 bucks, it was like $65. I was like, holy shit. So I sent the, uh, copied the link, sent it to my group chat that my roommates were in because uh, my roommate Parker skis. And I was like, holy shit, Parker, look at this. Like, dude, like if you need new shit, like buy it from this place. Like they got everything you need. And like, it's, it, it's the price of a video game. Like this is insane. I sent it to my brother, Chris, who's a big snowboarder. And I'm like, if, cause he was, he needs to get new shit too. And I was like, if you need to get new snowboard stuff, buy it here because look at these prices and he was like oh damn all right and i was like damn like look at me like i'm the i'm the plug i'm sending <laughs> I'm, the, I'm, the plug. <laughs> I'm sending the website around like i'm getting everybody i'm getting everybody on the train of this of this website that i discovered so um i add the jacket to the cart and i add the snow pants to the cart and i was like i still don't know about this website i read the about us page they're based in atlanta georgia um it seemed a little weird but like the website looked legit. Like it looked like a company that like, and I've bought stuff off of DHgate before. So like, yeah. I feel like I know what a shady website looked like. And I didn't, I wasn't getting a shady vibe from this, from these people. So I added everything in my cart. I entered in my cart information. I swear to God, right hand to God. As soon as I press place order, the phone rang. And um, we have like oh, the, boy. we have like the Xfinity oh. X1 thing. So the phone number comes up on the TV. And it said a potential scam from like Wisconsin. And my mom's like, all right, I'm going to answer it. And I was like, no, why do you always answer scam? She's like, I just want to see who it is. I want to mess with them. And I was like, all right, weird, but all right, do what you want. And it was my bank telling me that there was a like $250 charge on my debit card in a small remote village in China. Oh, <laughs> and I went, boy, <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. So um, listen, I thought the price on that website were too good to be true. And it turns out that, they were too good to be true because I got scammed and oh, I listened no. to the, I, I, I was in this stupid queue to talk to the fraud department at my bank for like a half hour. Finally got through the guy that I was talking to. I had no idea what he was saying. He was talking really slow and like the, the phone was like a little staticky and he was on speakerphone. It's probably my own fault too, but I didn't know what he was saying. And then the, the, the phone call hung ended and he hung up on me and I was like, I don't know what to do now. So um, I've kind of been in cahoots trying to figure out what to do with my car. Luckily, my mom works at a bank. So tomorrow when I get out of work, go to the bank to get a new debit card. But boy, what a calamity this has been. Just because I wanted a new jacket because the one I ordered didn't fit. And now I'm left uh, in, in financial limbo as my <laughs> debit card in my bank account is being accessed in China. So... <sighs> Yeah, what are you gonna do? You know, situation. I just wanted to. I just wanted to snowboard. It's my own fault. I should have skied. <laughs> I should have. Yeah, hey, if you skied, none of this would be a problem. <laughs> yeah. None of this would be happening right now. <laughs> oh my god! How but, was your How was your last week? Last week was good. Um, 
a lot oh, of oh, uh talk about talk about Steve Harvey. Oh, do you want to know about Steve Harvey? I do uh, want to know about Steve Harvey. So uh we we had, you know, week was good, worked basically every day. Um I will say now that it's holiday season, it's so busy, but um so Thanksgiving, you know, family's over eating, whatever. And I have a big family, so we we've got like 20, 25 people over for dinner. And me and my cousin had this great idea. We were going to play Family Feud. So, you know, got got the questions up, got everything ready, got teams together, and I was chosen to be the host. So I shaved my beard, but I kept the mustache, and I came up as Steve Harvey with a, with a whole suit on, with, with, with little cards and everything. And and it was it went over really well. The mustache looked great. A lot of people told me that I should keep it. And I could not have disagreed with them more. I got rid of that thing as soon as we were done. <laughs> the little but lip sweater. The lip sweater. It was actually, and when I shaved it too, I thought I was like, "Oh, well, it is Movember. Like I could have kept it for a little bit, but um, yeah, I got rid of that thing real quick. But it was fun. Um, didn't really get to watch a ton of the Florida game. Um, I, I was out at Funky Murphy's in Marlboro. Shout out Funky Murphy's. Yo um great time i i actually it was funny because about halfway through the game i i ended up just going to the end of the bar and watch the game <laughs> like, I, like <laughs> I, still, I was still talking with everybody there but like i was like i'm gonna go over by the tv like like you guys come over and watch the game with me but like come on <laughs> come on um but outside of that yeah it was it was a pretty good week um we should probably jump in right into the games too. So we're talking about the Florida game anyways. So it was a uh, five, two loss crummy game to watch. Um, mm-hmm. Probably th- thankful that a lot of people <laughs> weren't watching. Yeah. You get that. But funny that um, a lot of people wa- weren't watching it because it didn't seem like a game that would have been enjoyable to watch. Um, Swayman got the loss in that one. He stopped 26 of 30 shots. Um, Charlie McAvoy had a goal. Pasternak had a goal. Outside of that, nothing really to talk about. Um, first loss for the Bruins in a while. And then they had that game against Carolina, which was a matinee game. I was working, but I had it on on the radio. And oh my God, the, the crowd at the Garden for that game seemed like Electric. they were, oh my God, it seemed like they had all taken drugs before. Every single man, woman, and child in that ring yeah, yeah. took some sort of amphetamine. Was that the game that Mark went to? Yes. Yes. I, oh I my think, gosh. I think Mark tweeted like this is the loudest he's ever heard or seen TD Garden. That place was jumping. And it's a and it's a game in the middle of November. Like I know, you know, you're entering this day. gauntlet. Yeah, you're entering this gauntlet of games, but like Jesus, it's not it's it's the Carolina Hurricanes. Like it's not like you got Toronto coming into town. It's not like, you know, you got um, you know, one of these big players coming to town and, and, you know, they had Tampa coming in right after. I thought they were going to be loud for any, either of those two games, Tampa or Carolina, they'd be louder for Tampa, but yeah, um, dude, well, maybe I it will, will say too. Too. Yeah. But like, um, something about that game that was just pissing me off every single shift that it, between Andre Svechnikov and, um, and the goalie Kachetkov, every single time they were on the ice, they were bitching at the refs about something something that. Oh, every that so single annoying. time it was so annoying and you know that game by itself we haven't even really talked about the game but it was electric carolina was up to nothing the kachetkov was just stoning the bees all game and then krejci got two goals tied the game up um and then pasta with the overtime win winning goal and i thought 
just based on what I heard on the radio, you could barely even hear the um, um, Judd Surratt and Bob Beers. It was so loud. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, like, it's like you said, middle of November, you want to see the crowd getting excited like that. You want to see the Bruins coming back in games against a good team like Carolina, even though lately they had been struggling. They're still a good team. And the Bruins were able to come from behind late and, and seal the win. Um, last night's game against Tampa was so damn boring up until the third period it was the it was there was just nothing to get excited about um the game was so boring jack edwards had to stir up a little drama about it huh god dude (laughs) jack edwards i gotta get i gotta tune in somehow let me just insult pat maroon and call him fat (laughs) all he did uh, pat okay all right we're talking about it now let's do it all right so pat maroon his nickname is legitimately fat Pat. All Jack Edwards said was that inadvertent fasting, and I guess he did go on a little tangent, but like, (laughs) whatever. But he said inadvertent fasting for Pat Maroon is going four hours without a meal. People, People lost their minds over that. Yeah. People are still losing their minds over it. Did you see what the Carolina Hurricanes tweeted out today? No. No. They tweeted out today. They were like, we... (laughs) It's it's it, it's a joke. They they tweeted out today. Um, we stand with uh, Pat Maroon and his stance on like body shaming or something like that. Oh, and they were like, we they were like, we encourage everybody to donate nineteen dollars in spite of Jack Edwards. I'm like, the why nineteen dollars? I I don't know, but um, they weren't like, even. He's not even on the Hurricanes. You know, if the, the Hurricanes if the Hurricanes beat the Bruins, they wouldn't they wouldn't have tweeted that. Mm-mm. <laughs> this is their way of getting like a little like yeah revenge. But I will say, okay, outside of whatever they think about Jack Edwards, the donations are good. Donations to organizations like that are always good, so that's welcome. But don't say that it's because of Jack. Like, come on, he didn't even say anything that bad. Relax. Yeah, I mean, I I personally, I I don't like Pat Maroon at all. I don't think he's a bad guy. I just think that I, I frankly, I think that. I don't know. It sounds shitty. I don't have a reason not to like him. I just, I just, he aggravates the hell out of me when he was on St. Louis. I think it's just the kind of player that he is. Um, but he seems like a good guy. I know there's everybody always tweets on Twitter that he's still trying to get his freaking Microsoft outlook fixed. Yeah. If you saw that he tweeted yeah. for support, but um, um, I'm, you know, I'm not about like body shaming or making fun yeah. of people. No, me, fat. Yeah, me either. And I'm sure Jack Edwards isn't about it either. Um, I thought that what Jack, what Jack Edwards said, um, I didn't think it was necessarily bad. I think if, if in any other context, I think if Pat Maroon heard it, I don't think he would, I don't think he would have taken offense to it. Um, I will say though, the whole fat Pat nickname, I don't know. I've heard that, um, they started calling him fat Pat when he was like seven or something. I think it was Bobby Ryan who tweeted it. He was like, they've been calling him fat Pat since he was seven. Um, but I've also seen other people say that he's always preferred to be called Big Rig and not Fat Pat because who the hell would like being called Fat Pat? <laughs> and there was a video, too, when he was in a skirmish with somebody. I don't remember who it was. Um, it might have been against Florida. It could have been against Calgary. I thought it was red and white or something. And uh, the other guy was right in Pat Maroon's face. And he was like, Fat Pat, Fat Pat, Fat Pat. And that set Pat Maroon off. And he went after the guy. And really? I think I think that's all you need to know about whether or not Pat Maroon likes the nickname Fat Pat. Um, and I will Actually, say I did not it, know that. Yeah, I mean, I, I Jack, I mean, 
I'll say with my own personal experience, I don't think that it's that big of a deal what Jack Edwards said. I think that he is such a long list of shit that he has said over the years that probably has been the best thing to say that has pissed a lot of people off. And I think that um, this is just another thing kind of piled on top of that. He probably shouldn't have said that. I don't think it was probably the best thing to do. And even Andy Brickley chimed in a little bit too and kind of made a jab at, at Pat Maroon. Yeah, but- I mean, they ended it with saying the guys won. Th- he won three consecutive rings, so he's doing something right. Like, I don't think it was a big deal. I don't yeah. think that what Jack Edwards said should have lit the league on fire. I don't think that it should have oh. should have had all these reporters from every depth of every depth of the country and, and the Carolina Hurricanes tweeting in support of Pat Maroon. Like, I don't think it was that big of a deal. But, um, you know, if Pat Maroon got upset by it, I, I could understand why. Yeah, I mean, the um, TSN, I, I think he, Bally Sports, Daily Faceoff, um, PHWA, uh, Frank Saravalli, he tweeted, he tweeted out something earlier about, about Jack. Um, okay, he said, a blowhard broadcaster, fat shaming a professional athlete and three-time Stanley Cup champion. Pat Maroon doesn't deserve that. No one does. Go home, Jack. You actually sound drunk. I mean, huh. you're going to, you're like, I understand if people are upset, but like, don't like, it's, it's not like he, I don't, I, don't I mean, know, he man. didn't, it, I mean, it's, it's, it's like, it's a jab, you know, it was um, a jab and people are taking it so, so, so to the heart. It's like, yeah. come on, relax. I think a that a lot of people have different, um, opinions on it maybe based on like what i don't know what they've been through or what's going on in their life like i know i'm sure for a lot of people out there who have been fat shamed who have been made fun of for their way probably sympathize with pat maroon and they probably have heard some of the stuff that jack edwards said last night about pat maroon being directed at themselves they probably sympathize with that and think oh damn i know how i felt when people were calling me fat my whole life and i wouldn't feel very good if somebody from a other team's network said this in front of tens of thousands of people on national tv that would probably make me feel some kind of way. But when I think of Pat Maroon, and, and I don't know Pat Maroon. I've never been in his head. I don't know what his life was like. But when I think of Pat Maroon, a guy who's been in the NHL for over a decade now, who has three Stanley Cup rings, who um, has you know, quite a lot of things going right for him in his professional career, I would think that something like that, this wouldn't affect them in, in the way that it has. But then again, like, you never know. Like, I don't know. Maybe Pat Maroon was bullied his whole life for being fat. I don't know. And maybe, you know, Jack Edwards just kind of threw some more gas in the fire and opened up old wounds. I mean, I don't know shit. But, um, you know, I think Pat Maroon donating, what was it, $20,000 in, in Jack Edwards' name? I I thought that was a really good move by Pat Maroon. Yeah. I was like, damn, damn, he got him. That's good. But, yeah. um, you know, Jack Edwards, I'm glad that we're on the topic yeah. of Jack Edwards. Because he, like, we, you and I have talked about it before. Never, excuse me, never while we were recording, but we've talked about it, like, in conversations around the fire or, or, like, before we recorded or whatever, but he does not sound good. Mm-mm. Like, he does not sound like, like Jack Edwards. And, like, I don't yeah. want to speculate because, like, you never know what's going wrong. Wh- who would you say called him drunk last night? Frank Saravalli. But even, uh, that's even a- before we really get into it, like, this is a, like, I think like a lot of people have realized, so I think we should have a legitimate like conversation about this. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought that, um, I thought that what, can you say his name one more time? Frank Saravalli. Yeah. I thought that he, he, he responded to a poor comment that Jack Edwards made by making a poor comment about Jack Edwards. 
Jack Edwards isn't drunk. He's not an alcoholic. If you've listened to Jack Edwards call the Bruins game for the last 20 plus years, like we all have, he sounds noticeably different. He's slurring his words. He talks with a much slower cadence. Um, he has trouble pronouncing players' names. He just, he sounds different. Like, like when he talks, he'll be in the middle of saying somebody's name and he'll like get winded or he'll just like kind of give up on the word. And like, that's not Jack Edwards. That was never Jack Edwards. And like, I don't want to, um, I don't want to like suspect that, you know, anything's wrong, that, that there's something not right. But like being a Bruins fan my whole life and listening to Jack Edwards since I was a kid and all of the Bruins games you hear him call and hear him call a game now, it just doesn't, it doesn't sound like the same Jack Edwards. I remember Nesson was airing a game like a week ago from like 2013 and boy, you listen to that Jack Edwards and he's fiery. He's using every word from every page in the dictionary to describe the play He's got emotion. He's it's Jack Edwards. Like love him or hate him, you can never you can never deny that guy's passion for the game and his ability to so eloquently describe the feelings, the emotions of a fan base like just like that, like right, right as the play happens. It's amazing. Yep. And you hear him now and like he 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 trips up saying Shane Goddespierre's name. He can't pronounce Quinnipiac from Connor Clifton. Even when he talks, like his words are so slow and there's like a huge, like a slow cadence. And it's just like, like this is not Jack Edwards. So it makes me think, and it, and again, I don't know anything. It just makes me think that maybe there's something going on. Maybe, I don't know, it could be a medical thing. He's, I don't think he's drunk. I think that was a stupid ass thing yeah. for, I forgot his name again. Whatever Frank. his name was, Frank, you asshole. No, I think that was, <laughs> I think that was unfair for him to say. Um, but I think that if you've watched the Bruins, not just this year, but last year as well, these last few seasons, I think that you might have picked up that maybe there's something going on with Jack Edwards. So for him, I love Jack Edwards. I'm a huge Jack Edwards fan. I hope everything is okay. I hope he's healthy. And I hope he continues calling the Bruins because I think that we're really starting to notice now there might be something going on. Yeah, he he's just um, like if you if you really go back and you there's so many iconic calls that you can go through. Uh, Horton's game seven overtime winner against Montreal. Um, Bergeron's overtime winner against uh, Toronto. And he's on it. He's, he's, he's going nuts, but he's not going nuts in a way that makes you raise your eyebrows or makes you assume that he's, you know, tripping up on his words or, or he's slower than the play developing. There's been a couple of moments this season where he's made a call on like an overtime winner or a goal, and there the team is well into celebrating, and he's still calling the goal as if it just happened. And yeah. it's it's concerning a little bit because as a Bruins fan, like you said, we grew up on him. We 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 know when Jack is on it, we know when he's on it and he has not been on it in the past couple of seasons. And it, it sucks to see um, because when he's on it, when he is on it, he is unbelievable. He's a word matician. The yeah. words that guy can conjure up. It's like, he's making potions up there in the booth. It's yeah. fantastic. But to be fair too, though, to, to, to be fair to Pat Maroon, that's not an excuse for, you know, what he said it's last not. night. And again, and again yeah, no, I don't not. think, I'm not saying what Jack Edwards said is like 
oh my god like he's gonna like kill pat maroon's fam like it's not it's not that bad like come on it's it's not i don't think it's a big deal what jack edwards said but like you know it's it's i don't know like it's concerning a a little bit as as a fan to like listen to jack edwards all these years like so eloquently and so magnificently describe the play in front of him it's like you know and I got, I don't know, like, I feel like a bit of a fanboy, like, talking about him, because I know some people hate Jack Edwards, yeah. and, like, believe me, I totally understand, like, I understand the the disdain that some people have for Jack Edwards, but um, I, he's been the voice of the Bruins my entire life. When I think of the Bruins, I think of Jack Edwards, and, like, the games he's been calling lately, it just, it just hasn't sound like the Jack Edwards that we've listened to our entire lives, you know? Well, I will say, too, to that point, um... I was trying to kind of update because you know how the intro it's, it's Jack Edwards calls. Like, honestly, if you just listen to our intro and then compare it to what it sounds like now, like you'll understand what we're talking about. But I was, I was looking into it a couple of weeks ago where I was like, Oh, you know, the season's going well. I'm sure there's some really good calls out there that I could like fuse into the intro and maybe take some of the older ones out. And I was going through some of the best moments of the season. And it's like, it's like nah, that one that one wouldn't be good for the intro. It's not really that exciting. Like, oh, he's too slow on this one. Um, oh, the plays the plays already behind or the plays in front of him. Like he's he's way behind the call. And and eventually I got through all of them and I was like, damn, like I like I couldn't use any of them. Yeah. And it's it's something that I think honestly, Nesson is I wouldn't be surprised if at some point during the season we start to see other play-by-play guys come in not not consistently like do you remember how they were doing that with jerry remy when he had his cancer and he was dealing with yep. cancer they brought in they had yeah bring bring eck in for some games um, johnny gomes johnny gomes Karan, all these mm-hmm. they would bring them in here and there come do the play-by-play um give jerry a break i i wouldn't be surprised if we start seeing guys like andrew raycroft maybe come in for some play-by-play uh billy jaffe Dale Arnold, some some guys. I mean, especially right now because they're whether you agree on it or not, the blowback on that tangent that he went on was pretty severe. So Nesson might have to be like, all right, Jack, like we're gonna give you a couple of games off here. Like, like go go mentally get yourself ready, um, and and we'll let you know when you can come back. Not saying that that's gonna happen. I'm just saying I can see it happening. And why not? Let's let's let's. When's the last time we heard a different play-by-play in the booth? Never, never. I honestly don't remember the last time Jack Edwards has missed a game. I mean, hey, he's always on top of it. He grinds. He grinds. He, <laughs> he does. But I, I think um, we've talked about this before, just briefly, but never seriously. And I don't think that Jack Edwards is going to lose his job. Uh, he he. I mean, he still does a fine job in the booth. It's just that, like. In my opinion, in the opinions of other people, he was like the best. Like yeah. he was so good at what he did, and there's such a a a, a clear, like the things that he did so well: quick, fast, concise speaking. He's pulling words from every corner of his brain. He's like dissecting the play in a second, and now he's just like not doing that. And even even like 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 the like the lame moments, like a game against Tampa. When something when nothing's really happening, he would make something happen by describing the play, by making some stupid idiom or making a joke, or coming up with some metaphor for something. Like when they were playing the Red Wings, and he said something about um, 
Red Wings are shaking the rust off, like the leaves falling from a tree on like a fall yeah. day. Or so. Like who the hell said only Jack Edwards would say that? <laughs> yeah. And, and, and like now you're just like not getting that from even like, like the snow moments. He'll be like, oh, like Taylor Hall to Coyle. And it's yes. just like, it's just, it just like, that's not Jack Edwards. Like that's not, he's never been that guy. No. So again, I don't want to say that anything's wrong with him. I don't want to um, put out that he has like a medical issue or anything like that. I don't know. For all we know, he could just be getting old. He's been doing the job for a long time. Yeah. But for myself, I will say, I hope he's okay. I hope everything is going well. And I hope that he's in the booth for a while because it it, it wouldn't be the same if Jack Edwards and Andy Brigley weren't, weren't in there together. Yeah, no, it definitely wouldn't be the same. Um, maybe, maybe he just finally ran out of words to use, and so now he just doesn't know how to fill that. that <laughs> empty space. Oh my god! He, honestly, it could be Annie Brickley's getting real sick of his shit, and every now and then he yeah, just he gives is. him a quick elbow to the ribs or something like that. <laughs> and you can you can tell when Annie Brickley's getting pissed off at what Jack Edwards is saying. He'll just yeah. be like. Ugh. I don't know about that one, Jack. <laughs> just yeah. like, t- like turn on his head. <laughs> like there was, there was, oh my God. And, and like the two of them are obvious homers. And for people, if, if you don't like Jack Edwards, I totally understand. I under, I get, he's not for everybody, but yeah. if your reason for not liking Jack Edwards is because he's a homer, then you're an idiot. Like the guy works yeah. for Nesson. Come on. We've been through this before, but there, like, there'll be a play where like, um, I don't know, like, like Charlie Coyle could like, rip the skate off his foot and cut a person's arm off and jack edwards would be like well like like the guy like the guy's arm was there like you can't blame coil for that and like and obviously it's a bit extreme but it would be something like that where like a bruins player gets a very clear penalty and jack edwards is trying to be like no what's what are you doing and any brickley's like well jack you know he uh he two-handed him in the back of the legs (laughs) or like something like that and it's like all right he's getting a little sick of jack shit but well, there um, was... you know who you know who else is a, f- a fine job too is uh, Judd Surratt. Judd Surratt he, is awesome. I know he's a radio guy, but he calls some good games. So you know, Jack Edwards can't do the job forever. But I think yeah. when it's his, when it's his time to leave the booth, I think I think Judd Surratt's the next guy to go in there. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the history of Nesson, um, just as a whole as a company, going back to the Red Sox, they they brought in um, what's his name from WEI, um, Maz Tony Maserati. No, 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 no. Um, he he's oh my god, I'm, I'm blanking on his name. He's really oh ei. Yeah, he he's he's he does the he does the play by play now. For who? Does, for what sport? For the Sox. Oh, he's uh, really Joe Stiglione. No, no, no. He's really oh my god. How can I forget his name? Who the he's, hell are you talking about? He's really he's literally in the booth every game. Oh, oh, Dave O'Brien. Dave O'Brien. Thank you. <laughs> Jesus Louise. Yeah, Dave O'Brien. So like they Nesson has a history of moving guys from radio to TV. So and Judd Surratt is very, very, very good at his job. Just mm-hmm. like Dave Gosher. And if Vegas didn't take Dave Gosher in the expansion draft, then <laughs> I would have loved to see Gosher in the booth too. Um, but I could see Judd Surratt doing it. I could see um, Raycroft doing it. He's been getting a lot more exposure lately. Um, Arnold, Jaffe, any of those guys, really. Just, just let's let's get one of them in there. And see what it's like. Yeah, they got a long list to choose from, and like they yeah. could even do. I'll go in there. They, yeah, they could even do something like uh, like the Red Sox did, and, and just add a third guy in there every now and then to see how they do. I know they were yeah. doing that, like you said, with uh, with Jerry Remy when he had cancer and he was going in and out, in and out. And then the Red Sox brought in Dennis Eckersley and he yes. was like, fantastic. 
Eckersley's gone now, unfortunately, which sucks because I loved Eck yeah. in the booth for Red Sox, but they would have like Dave O'Brien and Dennis Eckersley, and then Jerry Remy would come back when he was okay, and they could do something like that. They could do, you know, Annie Brickley and Jack Edwards, and they could bring in, you know, Bob Beers, bring in. I don't think they would bring in Judd Surratt because he's like the color guy. And also, you can't pull him off radio because then who are you gonna have to take Judd Surratt's spot? Yeah. So they could that could be a that could be a spot for uh for Reza for Andrew Ooh. Raycroft. If okay, I have a good question for you. Mm-hmm. If if you could go with a former player to do play by play or just be color or something, like who would you pick? That's a fantastic question. Like who is who would wow. be very entertaining? Guy? Yeah. Uh, I can think of a couple. They got to be you, retired. They got to be who, retired now. Who do you have in mind? I'm thinking Sean Thornton. Oh, Sean Thornton would be fun. Sean Thornton would be fun, but but he wouldn't like that. Would be a horrible game. Like you imagine would be call a game. He would be good as like what Brick does, analyzing the game, breaking the game down. He would and adding comments every now and then. You know who could be sneaky good? Uh, I know he's on the bench, but I feel like Chris Kelly could be pretty good at Chris Kelly. I bet you. Yeah. Or Rich, Rich Peverly. Yeah. And I feel like there's, I feel like there's an obvious guy that we're missing. It would be great. Imagine Johnny, Chica. Johnny Boychuk. Johnny Boychuk. Yeah. Johnny Clappers. Put him up yep. in the, put him up in the booth. Johnny Boychuk. Johnny high above the ice. <laughs> that Boychuk and brick, brick and Boychuk. Brick and rocket. Brick and rocket. Oh, Make it happen, Nesson. Come on. That is a phenomenal name. Just no, nope. Nobody would talk because uh Jack Edwards just blabs his he talks until he loses his voice. He's he's gotta go home every night and ice his vocal cords. That guy does not shut up the whole game. And Annie Brickley just butts in every now and then. But if it was Annie Brickley and like Johnny Boychuk, they would both be like like the second fiddle. So they both be standing there like there's a penalty, and then they both be like, Oh, oh no, you can go. Oh, you see what happened? Oh, oh, no, you can go. I'm like, there'd be nobody to do like the, here's the pass to this person, and then this, whatever happens. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they would just kind of be bouncing off the same ideas. But, like, um, I think last night, dude, did you hear, like, I think it was Zaka. When Zaka missed the open net, Jack said, like, he put too much hot Chinese mustard on the yeah. shot. I was like, yeah. Oh, what? <laughs> I, was, I was driving into work this morning, and I was listening to uh, – uh, Greg Hill show WEI. Yeah, we don't really. I used to always listen to uh, Toucher and Rich. It's one of like the only shows I like on the sports up because they were funny. But mm-hmm. I kind of got sick of them, so I, I I've been listening to Greg Hill, and they had like a whole segment about that. They're like Chinese mustard. Like, why would you say that? Like, that is, like, you can't say that in like today's age. Like, you, like, what are you doing? Like Chinese mustard, and uh, Jermaine Wiggins was like. What are you talking about? Like, it's just a spicy mustard because he shot the puck hard. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, oh, my God. Oh. Yeah. Jack stopped people know. doing backflips trying to figure out what the hell he means when he says stuff <laughs> in the book. <laughs> he definitely has people talking, dude. Oh, but yeah. it's not a, probably, it's not in a good way. He probably has, like, a. I bet you he keeps, like, a little, like, flip book in, like, his front breast pocket that he just <laughs> writes, like... Like he'll go home and he'll write like a sentence like, "Oh, like this will really get them riled up in the morning. This will get them talking about me on the radio." You know and what? then he'll just slip that sentence into the game. You know what? That just made what? me imagine. Imagine me, or imagine I. Oh my god, I imagined Jack at like a dinner table, at home. He got he got he got um takeout Chinese food, and he's just sitting at his kitchen table by himself eating the food, and he dips his little 
crab rangoon and some hot Chinese <laughs> mustard. And he was, and it just clicked in his head. He pulled out the little, the little notepad from his breast pocket. And he said, hot Chinese mustard. I'm going <laughs> no, you know, to use it. I bet, I bet it was like him and, and like his family, like sitting around a table and they got some takeout and his, his kid probably had like a dip that, like you said, a crab ragoon in the spicy mustard and took a bite. He's like, Ooh, got some spicy mustard. And Jack was like, oh, that's good. Oh my God. And he was like <laughs> frantically trying to find his notebook to write it down or something. But, um, but he has like so many weird shit like that. And it becomes part of like their vocabulary around here. And uh, people think yeah. we're like stupid for it. Like the whole juicy rebound thing. I never heard anybody call a rebound juicy before Jack Edwards did. Obviously, never. Tumbling Muffin. We always, yeah. that's our Twitch thing. So and so is chugging up the ice. Started out with <laughs> Lucic. Like there's just so many things that Jack Edwards has like sprung into our vocabulary calling all these Bruins games. And that's why like it wouldn't be the same if he wasn't there. He's, yeah, he's just as much you know, part of this Bruins team as any player in the locker room. He's been there through thick and thin, and uh, I hope he's there to stay because I love me some Jack Edwards. Yeah, I do too. Hopefully everything's okay with him. Um, wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised if at some point it comes out that there was something going on. But Because it all just happened after COVID. He just came back and he just was not the same at all. Yeah. Yeah. And like, and to be fair, like he, like he is getting old too. Like, yeah, that too. He is. He's in his sixties. Like he, he's older than he looks. Um, but like when you see him on TV, he looks healthy. He looks like Jack Edwards. He just doesn't always sound like him. And when you're, that's a good way to put it. The the play by play guy for the Bruins, when like your moneymaker is the voice, is your voice. Like your voice is what, you know, encapsulates this Bruins franchise on the ice. And when you like, it's, you, it's not that you can't deliver, but you're just, you were like, you're, you were at the upper echelon. You were the guy and you sounded amazing and everything you did was so unique and was so you. And now you just, you just don't sound the same. Yeah. And that's all. I think that's what people are starting to pick up on. And, um, you know, last night he said something kind of stupid and I think it just kind of heightened and kind of got all these conversations going because I've seen some of this stuff before on Twitter. People saying, boy, Jack Edwards doesn't sound the same, but nobody was really, you know, saying anything other than that. But, you know, last night when the conversation on Twitter, uh, not just among Bruins fans, but among a lot of the NHL circle was about Jack Edwards and the way he calls games. You notice a lot of people start saying, yeah, and by the way, he doesn't sound the same either. So, you know, it, this was something that you and I have talked about before, Jack Edwards. But like, you, you know, you, you like you try to be respectful with it because he's such a good guy. And like everybody has like uh, their relationship with Jack Edwards through the TV. And however you have, however, you know, Jack Edwards, like um, you don't want to, you know, start a rumor or say anything's wrong. You don't know anything's wrong. But like, I think as a, from a fan stand point of view, we could all kind of say like, okay, there, there could be something going on here. So yeah. I hope that he's okay though, because I love Jack Edwards. Yeah. Love Jack Edwards. Hope everything's good. But um, yeah, we're about halfway through the show right now. So I'd like to remind everybody that we are sponsored by the amazing Canna Wellness Company. So let's talk about the amazing Canna Wellness Company, shall we? Canna Wellness offers you four distinct experiences for the different challenges you may face throughout the day. Canna Sleep, Canna Mend, Canna Fresh, and Canna Boost. It's the trusted brand for sports, fitness, and wellness households. With over... 50 vitamins, 50, 50 vitamins, nutrients, and herbal extracts in four compact sprays. 
It's the most convenient way to get back on track with no pills, water, or messy powders. 90% of nutrients in these oral sprays are absorbed in less than 30 seconds. It's like an entire health food store in your pocket and is endorsed by Olympians, NHL players, and pro sports stars who rely on the Canada Wellness Company to support high performance. Nick, let's talk about each product. <coughs> As he dies, because he didn't me. take any Canada Wellness. I need some Canada Wellness. <clears throat> they got four of them. The first one, Canna Boost. Canna Boost gives you the ability to skip the coffee and sugary snacks and energize the healthy way. Use daily before you work out, when studying for an exam, and other times you need increased clarity, stamina, and concentration. Canna Mend provides the after-party liver support and works fast to relieve hangovers in the morning after drinking. This unique oral spray supplement is blended with 11 vegan vitamins and herbal extracts to replenish your body to combat headaches, sickness, and lack of energy. Canna Fresh reduces stress and gives your body an immune system boost. Whether you're nervous before a presentation or need to calm down after a hectic day, the 11 natural and vegan ingredients in Canna Fresh take the edge off without making you drowsy or unmotivated. Sounds like you need that with your busy week of work you've had recently. I do. Canna Sleep. This all-natural and vegan sleep aid is convenient and fast-absorbing. No mixing beverages, no waiting for gummies to kick in. Just spray, roll over, and snooze. Control your dosage and how much sleep you need. If you want to try these amazing Canna Wellness all-natural oral sprays, please go to canna-wellness.com. That is C-A-N-I-Wellness.com. And use our promo code BNG25. That is B-N-G-25. To get 25% off everything on the canawellness.com website. We thank Canna Wellness for sponsoring this episode in our weekly Boston Bruins related podcast. Sully, back to you. Sweet. Um, thanks, Canna Wellness. Um appreciate it. I think we should get into some DMs, and we just got a late one that we're gonna answer quickly. Oh this, this comes in from Lauren. Literally just got it two minutes ago. Um and very relevant to what we were just talking about. So fo follow her at Big Bruins Energy on the Twitter. She asks, would you take a bullet for Jack Edwards? Nope. Mm, I, I probably wouldn't either, unless it's nope. like the, the foot. <laughs> I mean, I'd take a, like a, a bullet from a Nerf gun. Yeah. I wouldn't even I love like, Jack, but I'm I, not going to die I wouldn't for I wouldn't take a paper wasp for him now that I think no. about it. No. <laughs> I would no, I would like, you know, um metaphorically speaking, yeah, I love Jack Edwards. I'll take a bullet for that guy. Somebody comes in my room right now and says, You wanna prove it? I'm saying, hell no. Get out of my house. <laughs> no, please. Yeah. Uh I'm no. I wanna live. Yeah. <laughs> um so this next DM question. This comes in from Melinda, big friend of the show. Um, yeah. You can follow her on Twitter at Melinda underscore paints. And she asks, let's talk about Vegas. Um, Let's talk about Vegas and how weird it's going to be at the garden playing them next week. Um, How will Cassidy be received? How crazy that both teams evenly matched? Well, I'm excited for this game. It's going to be a great atmosphere at the Garden. Um, you know, two of the top tier teams in the league right now at the moment. Um, and it's it's going to be a good test for the Bees. It's going to be funny seeing Cassidy back at the Garden. There's no way he gets booed. He was loved here. Um, you don't think? 
No, he. It's not like it, no. He got fired. People were pissed when he got fired. Um, I think the fans loved him as a whole. Um, there has been a lot of talk though since he's left. There has been for sure. I mean, if you take into consideration that Krejci came back after he left, Debrusque is happy after he left. Um, the team is better after he left. Then if if fans at the Garden that night are thinking in that perspective then maybe he gets a couple of boo birds out there but i think as a whole he'll he'll get it might be like it might be mixed honestly you're gonna hear think, claps yeah you're gonna hear boos yeah i think it'll be mixed i think he i think we'll get more um oh sorry ty anderson's tweeting about jack edwards now um everybody's got an everybody's got an opinion Everybody's talking about Jack. Everybody's going to talk about Jack. I'm telling you, that little magical notebook that he keeps with all these weird phrases to say, it's <laughs> like it's like the notebook that the coach has from the water boy that he that the other team's coach goes and steals his secret green notebook with all the secret plays. It's like it's Jack Edwards' secret sauce, you could say. Um I think that Bruce Cassidy will get some boos, a few. I think that he'll get a lot more cheers and boos though. I think you're right. Yeah, and I think that if if Bruce Cassidy fought was fired that was the end of it. I think there wouldn't be a single person at the guard not cheering for him. But I think that Bruce Cassidy was fired. You heard about some of the disdain in the locker room. Not everybody was, you know, a big fan of Bruce Cassidy. And like this whole Bruins team right now is so beloved by the city of Boston. And to think that this team doesn't like the guy on the other team's bench. I don't know. I think you could have some people supporting the team and thinking they don't like Bruce Cassidy. So I don't freaking like him either. But I think that I think that level heads will prevail, and I think that he'll get more cheers and boos. But that's going to be a great game with Vegas it's coming to Boston. Such a good game! Ooh, my gosh! And don't they play Vegas like the following week or like a couple weeks after that as well? Mm-hmm. That's going to be amazing. I think that. Uh, well, how many games do they have before they play Vegas? I was going to make a prediction, but if it's too far down the road, oh, it's uh, it's next Monday. Okay, I'm going to say. <laughs> what uh, is Nick gonna say? Four to three win. Four to three win overtime or just straight? Just straight. Straight. No straight. internet. No. Po- Bruce Cassidy's getting back on that plane and he's flying home with no points. <laughs> Nothing to show for it. I'm gonna say, ooh, it's gonna be a good game, dude. Mm. I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb. And I hate, I hate that I'm going on this limb. I think the Bruins get handed their first loss at home against Bruce Cassidy in the Vegas Golden Knights, and I think it's going to be four to two with an empty net. Really? Yes. You think they're going to lose at home? That's going to be their first loss. I think the stars are aligning, and I think Bruce Cassidy comes into Boston and he gets the win. Wow. Wow, that would uh, God, I hope not. That I hope really not. I hope not. Oh. I'm just saying what I. You know what? Not Bruce Cassidy related, and I. This is more of a serious turn. I apologize for doing this, but did you hear what happened to Chris Letang? Yeah, yeah. That's, oh my gosh, it's terrible. Uh, that's his second. That's the second stroke. time. Yeah, and he's and he's young. He's in what his mid thirties to have two strokes at that age. Yeah, that's horrible. And I like. Oh man, I feel like Chris Letang is a Patrice Bergeron for the Bruins. I feel I'm um, for the Penguins. Sorry, I feel like everybody loves Chris Letang. How can you not? Growing yeah, up, even us, even up, us, Nick, we love him. 
yeah, growing up, everybody, like every defenseman between the ages of like six and 12 when I was a kid wanted to be Chris Latang. They would do the jersey tuck. They would just like completely sell their team and jump into every play as like an extra winger. And, you know, Chris Latang didn't do that. He, he picked the right time to do it. But as a kid, you don't know what the hell you're doing. <laughs> you just want to be Chris Latang. Yeah. And boy, to hear and, and to hear that happen to Chris Latang second time, I believe they said he was born with a small hole in his heart. That um, it isn't uncommon, but it usually closes up in people. And for Chris Tang, that hole never closed. And then I think I think the Penguins were saying that making it seem like that contributed to his stroke. So that could be why. But um, yeah. it sucks, man. And and you know, it's he's getting older. You know, the these games mean a lot more now than they did. You know, when he was a younger guy, he's only got so many of them left because of his age. And the Winter Classics right around the corner. You got to figure he wanted to play in that as well. It's it sucks. I feel for Chris. I saw that tweet today and. Oh man, I I I love I hate the Penguins. I only like Chris Letang, and yeah. that sucks to hear that happened. I it, feel for it the really guy. does suck, especially. I mean, he's been a core part of that Penguins team for almost twenty years now. Him, Crosby, and Malkin. Um, he he's one of those players where love or hate a team. He's one of those guys where you're almost like like what you said, like a Patrice Bergeron. He's just respected. He's one yeah. of those guys. He's not dirty. He's not a jerk on the ice. Um, he's just a, a, a phenomenal defenseman, a perennial all-star, and one of the best defensemen to ever play for the Pittsburgh Penguins. And for him to continually go through these medical issues, especially something as serious as a stroke, um, you, you just you just hope for the best for him. You hope, um, obviously, he has a giant, great support system in in pittsburgh and and elsewhere and it's it's just another thing that's outside of hockey that's way more important than the game you know get get your health right um make sure that you're doing everything right i know his teammates are all supporting him it's it's it sucks to see and you know just absolutely hoping for the best and and don't don't rush anything back get healthy and come back if you can when you're ready yeah well said, you know, it sucks. Sucks. Yeah. Um, but hey, we did we did get one final DM question as well. Um we actually have two more. Oh, we have two more? After Yeah, this wait, one? wait, who, wait, which one whose is this? This one's from Zachary Dexter. Oh, then we have two other ones. Oh, let's go. Oh. All right. So, I'll read this one really quick. So, Dexter said and we kind of answered it last pod too, but we'll do it really quick. Um he says two words. Trade deadline. And before we get into it, he, he sent the DM question. And then on our podcast account on Twitter, you can follow the podcast account on Twitter at Bruin something with no G at the end. Um, we put out a poll and it ended up getting exactly 100 votes. Wow. And we and the um, choices were, well, the question was, if the team is still playing as strong as they are right now at the trade deadline, what would you add? The choices were bottom six forward, top six forward defensive depth nothing roll with the squad 40 percent of you said do nothing 28 percent of you said defense 20 percent said top six forward and then 12 percent said bottom six forward so i'm curious what would you do i uh, i would like to add a defenseman i voted defense in that poll and i said defense last episode just because we went through this last time they they've scored the most goals in the league 
So they they don't have no problem scoring. They have a guy who's like third in the league in points, David Postenoff. They have a former MVP, a guy who just scored two goals last night playing on your third line. They probably have the best third line center in all of hockey. That's and, crazy, by the way. Taylor Hall is on our third line. Yeah, and, and <laughs> everything that I just mentioned hasn't had anything to do with our second line, which when healthy and when David Krejci's firing on all cylinders is an absolute wagon. Offense isn't the problem. Goaltending isn't the problem. And your defensive system isn't really a problem either. And I, th- it was somebody, I, you know, I should probably go back and find his tweet that he said, but I agreed with it wholeheartedly. I want them to add a defenseman. Uh, I said it last episode. I want a big stay-at-home shutdown defenseman because the Bruins have always had that. They had mm-hmm. Chara here. And, I mean, honestly, you could say that's really it in our lifetime because Chara was here for freaking 15 years. But even Chara had the second fiddle. He had um, Dennis Seidenberg. And and Hampus, Lind- yeah, and Hampus Lindholm is a fantastic defenseman. And he's really good defensively. But his value is more on the offensive side. Yes. So I'm willing to sacrifice some offense from a, from a, from a single defenseman if his priority is defense. Um and I want to find this kid's tweet that he said because I thought he did a really good job of summing it up. Um, and plus, yeah, too, who, like, like we mentioned uh, last episode, too, it, it, when playoffs roll around, you're going to have injuries. Get, yeah. Get some defensive depth. Even if it's not a guy playing consistently in your top six, get get an extra guy not named Anton Strollman to jump in every now and then just in case somebody does get hurt. Yeah, exactly. And and preferably someone who you can trust because Strawman yes. you couldn't trust. He's out on waivers anyways. He's cleared. He's probably down in Providence. Zaboro, I do not trust him in big games. I don't trust him in the playoffs. No. Um, and, you know, we've seen, what is it? I mean, when healthy, we've seen like 12 games now, but with the pairing of Forbert and Clifton. Oh. I would like to see them play together more before I'm confident in the in that pairing heading into the playoffs and late in the season. Um, but I found the tweet. It was from... You, you you just got hazed at <laughs> the underscore warlock underscore 86. He responded to the tweet that we put out, um, the poll you just mentioned about if the team is still playing as strong as they are by the trade deadline, what would you add? He said they need a modern-day Seidenberg. McAvoy and Lindholm are good for the offense, but they could use a shutdown defenseman like Dennis was in 2011. And I could not agree more. And then he raised the concern. Problem is, who the hell would they give up for somebody like that? Yeah. Which is a valid which, question. I which, I said, I said they have three goalie prospects in Providence and some draft picks that they can never hit on. So maybe they could move some of those. <laughs> but it's going to take more than that if you want to get you know a player that I would like. But but honestly, just like um, I don't know. I mean, it doesn't have to be a top four pairing guy. Just a guy who you know who you're confident in, who can go out there and play some solid defense, like uh, like Nicholas Jalmerson from Chicago. What he did out there, or like you just mentioned, if they could get like Boychuk when Boychuk was sent to uh, the Islanders, that little trade deadline deal. If the Bruins can make a deal like that back the other way against someone like Boychuk, that would be great. Who that guy is, I don't know. I know we said it last episode. I know Jacob Chikrin is out there from Arizona. I don't really want him. I would rather have a guy who's, again, more defensive-minded. Um, but I don't know. We'll see. Um, we mentioned before they got three goalie prospects. I would think that they would have to move one of them. I mean, is Keith Kincaid still considered a prospect? Isn't he like 26 now? I think Keith Kincaid is in his 30s. 
Well, forget what I just said. But still, <laughs> but still, I mean, that's a guy who, you know, I don't know, maybe a team saw his, his game earlier this year and thinks he could be yeah. an NHL backup or something. And then you still have DiPietro and uh, the other guy with a funny name. What's his name? Um, Kaiser. Oh, that's not that funny. I don't know who I was thinking of then. Oh, well, uh, Bussy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they've, got, they've got a ton of goalie depth down in Providence. So maybe they could move one of those goalies. Um, I don't know. Send him up to Ottawa with Mike Riley, and I don't know who they have for defensemen up there. Shabo, let's get him, right? No, we yeah. can't get him. Um, I mean, if you're, if know. we're, so there is one guy who I was just kind of looking at, um, Jonas Brodeen in Minnesota. Huh. He would, honestly, he's, he's one of the better shutdown guys statistically in the NHL. Um, he won't light up offense. So he's strictly a defensive defenseman mainly. He's got four assists this year in in however many games they've played. But like we like you said earlier, we don't need um any more offense from our defensemen. So this is when the conversation comes up of if you can get a guy like Jonas Brodeen and plug him into the lineup, you're probably gonna have to lose a younger guy who who you'd be okay with moving on from and somebody that's their name has been kind of thrown into trade um rumors i guess you could call them rumors um is brandon carlo so if you could maybe package a guy and and i don't necessarily want to lose him but if you're adding jonas brodeen into the lineup and you lose say brandon carlo smith and riley something like that i don't know i'm just throwing shit at the wall hoping it sticks but i would be okay with that I feel, I feel like if if you're if you're trading for a defenseman, it's to add to what you already have. I feel like right, you don't want right. to trade Brandon Cart. Like if, like, who'd you say to trade for Brodeen? Brodeen, yeah. Like I feel like that's that is that's a step forward, but like, is it really? Like it's I feel a, like you- I think it's a step forward in in your top six units right now but then it still doesn't solve anything in terms of depth exactly like i feel like if 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 you trade for a defenseman you're adding him to this core of carlo mcavoy grizzlick lindholm clifton forbert i feel like you're getting the seventh guy although you don't anticipate on him being the seventh guy you know so i don't know it'll be interesting to see what they do i feel like um on on the flip side if it ain't broke don't fix it like everything is going right for the bruins right now and you know, maybe they don't have to make a big trade. Like, you know, like we're kind of discussing right now, it could just be a, a security blanket insurance thing, right? Maybe they trade for a guy who they thought Strawman was going to be because he clearly didn't stick. Um, yeah. You know, maybe they trade for a seventh defenseman. Who that is, again, I don't know. It could be a 38-year-old somewhere who they can pluck from some shitty team in the corner of the league. But um, I don't know. We'll see what they do. I think that nothing is pressing right now, and I think you'd be crazy to think that that you th- you even think Sweeney's thinking about trade deadline deals right now? Um, I mean he probably is. Just probably he's probably thinking in the same terms as us right now. It's like, what am I gonna do? Like, yeah. I don't even, oh, like, what else Honestly, am I supposed to do? No, and Sweeney he'll probably trade the wrong guy. <laughs> probably, <laughs> well, dude. Uh, oh yeah, everything's going right. Um, I'm gonna trade Pasta. Well, his value. I was just so gonna high. say <laughs> we have breaking news: Bruins trade David Pasternak to the Arizona Coyotes for Jacob Chikrin. <laughs> Yeah, oh my god. <laughs> and then for, uh, for a bag of mullets from Mullet Arena. Yeah, it's J- Jacob Chickern, a bag of mullets, and a guarantee for the Coyotes that they get a rink in Tempe. That's, that yeah. would be the Oh the my deal. gosh. 
And then the the blame for signing Mitchell Marner goes back to Arizona instead of staying with the Bruins. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh my. They'd have to give up more for pasta for that. I think. I mean, technically, I think we still have the rights to Mitchell Miller. So because oh Mitchell, oh my God, I just said Mitch Marner. <laughs> I was just I was just gonna let it go. But, I meant Mitchell Miller. Yeah, like I imagine. If, all right, <laughs> imagine they turn it back. But um, yeah. Do you, what were the what were the other DM questions that you got. The other two DM questions. We actually, Surprise. Sorry, I'm away from the mic. The other two DM questions we actually got a couple days ago. The first one was from Gail. Gail Lady Bruins fan. At Lady Bruins fan. She asks. Fellow, fellow BNG writer. Shout fellow out. Fellow BNG writer. Hey, guys. With Forbert ready to return this weekend, what is your ideal way to free up some cap space? Riley and Smith. Well, that's not going to work because – well, oh, Craig Smith could work. But Riley and Strawman, they've tried and have failed. Nobody wants to claim those dudes. I would literally trade Riley, Smith, and a fourth-round pick for another team's seventh at this point. I, I don't care. Just get rid of them. If they couldn't trade those three, though. If they can't trade those three? Because like, uh... they've ha- they're having some serious trouble with that right now. Oh, oh, shoot. If they can't trade those three. God, I don't know. Oh, man. You know, you know. Who, what, why? What would you do? I mean, how much space they have to clear up? Isn't it like three point something mil? I think at this point it's about four. I mean, I you're not going to move only... coil. You're not going to. None move... of the none of the trades would make sense. But I think the only guy you could do is what? Zaka. Maybe, but I don't even I mean, want to get rid would... of him. I don't either, but I mean, he would fit with the money and like coils better. You're not trading Taylor Hall. You're not trading the rest of your top six. DeBrusque wouldn't bring you back enough. And I'd rather have DeBrusque and Zaka. Your defensemen don't make enough money other than Lindholm, McAvoy. How much you would, you're not trading Grizzlick unless you're on freaking crack. Um, Uh, You would trade if we're, if we're strictly talking, not moving Smith or, um, well, I would God trade Z- I would trade Zaka before right. I would trade Grizzlick just because you have you have uh I mean so you could put Smith back on the third line wing if you wanted. They got McLaughlin down in Providence. I know he's stinking it up down there currently, but it, it shouldn't come to this. It's it's a fun thing to yeah. talk about, but um, it's definitely a fun thing to talk about. Ultimately, they'll find a way to move Riley and Smith, but you know what? They'll probably that, I really don't know. They'll, they'll, everybody will draw straws. I've said this before. They'll all draw straws. Whoever has a sort the shorter straw, they're going to smash your leg with a hammer. Long term IR, we'll see in the playoffs. <laughs> we're not getting rid of anybody, and uh, we're going to pull a Tampa Bay Lightning. They yeah. could, they could do that. They could do right. that, honestly. Our next question was from Andrew at AWAS, W O Z 48. He's What's a up, Bruins, Bruins and a Bills fan. Interesting. How He's a big happen? fan of teams that start with the letter B. Yeah, He's uh, probably well, a Bucks Bucks fan too. Yeah, could have been a Broncos fan. Um, he said, <laughs> he said, new question. So it's obvious this team is the real deal and a force we reckon with. As of right now, what do they do with the deadline? Do they need more depth or a big splash? We just answered that. <laughs> 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 I I did not read that before I said it. <laughs> that's um, amazing interesting 
Yep. We just you know what you could one. do? You know what you could do? You could you could clip what we just said and then just paste it right here. So <laughs> we say it twice in a row. People are gonna be listening to me. I swear to god, I just heard this. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what what if they make a big splash and they trade for uh they, they ship Olmark out of here? Oh my they, they add some on top of that and You're they joking. net back they net back Vasilevsky. <laughs> Good I luck fitting take... that contract on that steam. God damn. Hot take. I would take Olmark over Vasilevsky right now. Ugh. Uh, I'm being serious. Oh my god, that's what I was afraid of. You're no. <laughs> right now. Omar, Omar is on one hell of a heater right now. Absolutely, but like it's Vasilevsky. Come on, are you serious? Yeah, I'm. <laughs> one game, so one game, one game, and if if the if the Bruins lose, you die. You could have any goalie in the league as your goalkeeper. Who and we're talking team. we're talking stats. Listen, we're talking play just from this year. It's it's there's a game tomorrow night. The Bruins are playing the New Jersey Devils. If the Bruins lose, you die. Sorry. You can have any any goalie in the league <laughs> as your netminder. Who are you taking? The Linus game's tomorrow Walmart. night. <sighs> <laughs> I think that's the Bruins fan. Dan Vladar. I'm, I'm taking yeah. No, that's only if the game's at the garden. I'm taking Dan Vladar. <laughs> yeah. I'm taking Vasilevsky a hundred times out of a hundred times. And then I'm taking Shesterkin. And then maybe I'll take Olmark. I would take Olmark over Shesterkin too. That's less crazy than taking him over Vasilevsky. No, Vasilevsky stinks. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I well have you seen his stats? This year, though, yeah, but have you seen him like the seven years prior? Unfortunately, I have. <laughs> um, Andre Vasilevsky this year, he is a he has a 288 goals against and a save percentage of 906. He's eight, seven, and one. Definitely That's not, not that great. great, definitely not great, but at the age of 28, he's got two cups of Vesna, two time all star, and a con Smythe. Oh, don't get me wrong. Vasilevsky is by far the superior goalie to Olmark. But I'm saying this season I would take Olmark over Vasilevsky. I think that Olmark is definitely having a better season than Vasilevsky. You, the only, I think even Tampa fans would agree. But still, if I only have one goalie for one game, I'm still taking Vasilevsky. Yeah, I'm going to take Olmark. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> Um, you know, I always wondered. I, 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 I used to get so mad at Vasilevsky, like in like 2019, 2018, because like this guy was being treated like he was like the best goalie to ever grace an ice rink. And I was like, come on, he's playing for the freaking Monstars. Like, look at his defense. Like, there's no way I could play goalie and I could have a sub 2.5 goals against average in a 920 save percentage. Like, this team is insane. And, um, and then he just kept doing it every single year. But he's not this year. So maybe there's something there. Maybe maybe the last eight years have been a product of his of his defense. Because they traded McDonough away, didn't they? Yeah, McDonough was a huge loss for Tampa. Why did they do that? They needed to save cap. money? Yeah, they needed cap. I bet you McDonough, McDonough drew the short stick and refused to have his leg broken. That's probably what happened. <laughs> they had to ship him out of there. 
Dude, the but, trainer, uh, the trainers called him in for the locker room, and he was he just immediately he's like, "Oh no, yeah, no, oh, no. send me to send me to Nashville or whatever." Train me, train me. I'm not staying um, here. Train me. You know, maybe or maybe he got Vasilevsky got that fat contract. He's like, "Well, I got all I wanted, and now he's done." Because isn't he making like eleven five a year, something like that? He's making far too much money. That is insane. Insane. You can get goalies who are a step or two below Vasilevsky for half the price. I mean, Olmark yeah. is playing better Olmark. than Vasilevsky is, and he's making like five mil a year. Exactly. Even, even last year, the Colorado Avalanche, who was their goalie? Devin Dubnik, and they steamrolled their way to a Stanley Cup. You I think don't it was, need it. Was it Dubnik or was it Kemper? I think it was Kemper. Either way, neither of those guys yeah. are or can even hold Vasilevsky's jock strap, and they just went all the way to the Stanley Cup finals and won. So, I yeah, don't know. Hot, t- hot take, you don't need to pay a goalie millions of dollars to have a successful season. But but I will say, though, the only problem with that is if you don't pay the goalie a million dollars or a billion dollars and <laughs> you don't have a backup plan, oh, it can be a long yeah. time until you find the next guy. Because how, be how many teams now have we seen have gone literally decades between good goalies? Like yeah. like the... the um, the Philadelphia, after- Philadelphia Flyers, right? They had, yeah. um, I mean, who was their last? Like, Ray Emery was okay. I mean, Ron um, Hextall before that. I don't know. But then they had Bobrovsky. They traded him. They kept, why you have to be mad? Brzezgolov. Briz- uh, that's what he, I was thinking of, Brzezgolov. He sucked. Yeah. He, had a couple, he had a couple good moments, but he, for the most part, sucked. And, I mean, that was that was all, like, 10 years ago. And met just now. Carter Hart is is becoming the oh my gosh can you hear that window side just now Carter Hart is becoming that guy even even the Florida Panthers they had Luongo before he went to Vancouver and then was just no in, no 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 it was Vancouver then Florida I thought he went to Florida and then Vancouver and then back to Florida I could be wrong about that is that true I'm looking I him thought up. he was I thought he started his career in Vancouver I'm pretty sure he did not. Yeah, he started with Florida. He went. That's crazy. I didn't know that. Yeah, five years with Florida, and then he went to Vancouver for like seven, and then he went back to Florida. Whoa, 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 whoa! He was in Florida for five seasons before Vancouver. Yeah, I mean, he was what? Uh, he had one year in Florida where he was uh, he three and two with the no, no. He was sorry. He was not three and two. He was twenty five. And thirty-three with a nine thirty-one save percentage and a two point four goals against average. Whoa! How do you have that record with a with a nine forty save percentage? Because he's crap. disgusting. He gets Luongo gets so much hate. I'm sick of it. God damn it! No, if it, I, it, I do. If, like if, Luongo. if Luongo, if Luongo won that Stanley Cup against the Bruins in 2011, he would be remembered a lot differently. Yeah, and he I would. Be. I, he was. Let's see. Um. He would also be remembered a lot differently if he didn't make that pump and tires phrase about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In two thousand three, he uh, he started seventy two games for the Florida Panthers. He was uh, 25, 25 and thirty three, uh, with a two point four three goals against average and, and a nine thirty one save percentage, seven shutouts. And then he went to Vancouver, then he went back to Florida. But either way, the whole reason I brought that up was because the Florida Panthers lost Luongo in 2006. And then they didn't have anybody 
until they opened up the piggy bank and paid Prisgalov. And just now they're finding their guy of the future in Spencer Knight. Like yeah. it can be, it can take so long. The Bruins lucked out because they went from Raycroft, who was good while he was here, to Tim Thomas, who was like freaking Jesus with skates on for the four years that he played really well here. And then he left. And then they we had we were graced by the excellence that was Tuka Rask for you know 12 years or however long he played here. And, we're fortunate. And now, and now we have two guys. Yeah, I was gonna say we're fortunate that we have Swayman because he was the guy of the future. And then out of nowhere, suddenly Linus Omark is like the best thing since sliced bread. And um like the Bruins are that doesn't usually happen. And you know it never happens. And it, it never happens. So how do we get on the topic of goaltenders? How do we get here? I don't know. I actually don't know how. Oh, we're talking, about oh we we're talking about Vasilevsky. You know, trading his contract because they got nobody behind him. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's yeah. right. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, un- unless Vasilevsky, like, like you know, breaks records every season, he's never going to live up to that contract. But no. the Tampa Bay it's Lightning. A, that's, were also... that's an impossible contract to live up to as a goalie. Yeah, and the Lightning though, they weren't in a position to let him go. I mean, you can't let a guy like Vasilevsky walk at that age with everything no. that he's done. So. I'm glad I'm hey, I'm glad it's the lightning getting screwed right now and not the Bruins, baby. 19 and 3. 19 and 3. The Boston Bruins are 19 and 3. Hell Best yeah. record in the NHL. Undefeated at home. Should have bet on them. Um, if you didn't put a future on them to win the cup at the beginning of the year, sorry, you missed out. Yeah. Um or you live in a mask. Shout shout out to my friend Alex Cronin, who put a one hundred dollar future on the Bruins to win the cup before the season started. And if they win it. He wins well over two thousand dollars. So, shout wow. out to him. Yep, shout out to him. Beers, beers on him at Funkies, huh? Yep, we'll go to Encore. We'll go to Encore. <laughs> Guaranteed. That's that's his plan. Um, but hey, um, with, with that being said, uh, this was episode eighteen of Something's Brewing. I'd like to remind everybody that we are in partnership with the Black and Gold Productions LLC. You can follow them on Twitter at BNG Productions. Uh, you can follow myself on Twitter at underscore Mike Sullivan, and you can follow Nick on Twitter at Nick Melanson underscore. You can also follow our podcast account on Twitter at Bruin something underscore, and you can follow our Twitch on Twitch <laughs> at <laughs> tum- at Tumble and Muffins. So um, thank you everybody for listening. I hope you all had a great Thanksgiving, and we will catch you all next week. Bye. Ah, tomorrow's December. That's crazy. Tom- oh no, there's there's not a thirty first this month. No. That's tough. I put on. I, someone didn't answer their door today, so I had to leave a note, and I said that they could pick it on the thirty first. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna be so mad. <laughs> I have to wait all till next year. <laughs> Remember, uh, <laughs> I can't believe you did that. You didn't know there was thirty days in November. I I don't know anything, dude. The song um, 30, 30 days has November, April, June, and September. <laughs>